0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is Thursday. We are ramping up towards Sunday, the Seahawks' first division matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. And with that game coming up, we're going to take a listen to Wednesday's press conferences where we got to hear from Pete Carroll, Ken Norton Jr., linebacker Bobby Wagner, and DK Metcalf. Let's start out with Coach Carroll's comments about the upcoming matchup. With the 49ers.
1: Okay, first chance for uh for us to be in, in contention in the division, and uh, division's been off to an amazing start, and uh, so we this is feels like it's a championship type matchup for us, and we got to get get ready to go and, and do a great job. Um, the Niners have looked looked really good. They played they all but won the game last week, and. Uh, And They've done it on both sides of the football. They've been effective on both sides. Their uh, their marquee guys are really showing up and really making a difference, and and, uh, they're playing good ball. So uh, it's a really difficult matchup for us and for anybody, and uh, we've got to make sure we have a great week and and prepare and be right and be on it and do all the stuff we need to do to to put together a great plan. So um, back to the Bay Area.
0: Focusing in on that 49ers offense, Pete talked more specifically about the threat that wide receiver Debo Samuel poses to the Seahawks defense.
1: He's really become a special part of their team. I, I, I really see him as the star player for them. You know, he they, they utilize him in a fashion where they're they're always looking to get him the football. They're positioning him to, to, to make the plays. They're counting on him to do the things he does well. They've, they've really... Uh, you know, it, used him well, you know, in in the sense that you can see what he has that's unique. He's really physical. He's fast enough to run away from guys. Uh, He's got a great competitive streak about him, Um, you know. So between him and Kittle, you know, those two guys and and just getting the ball, I mean, that's that's a lot of firepower for them in maybe a little less traditional way than we would think, but those guys are all, they're all explosive and they make big, big things happen.
0: Rounding out his comments on the 49ers, Coach Pete talked about Jimmy Garoppolo's play so far this year and the situation he finds himself in with a rookie quarterback backing him up.
1: Well, I think he's like a real competitor. You know, he hasn't backed off uh, at all. And he, and I thought he, he dealt with it really well and handled it. You know, any times you guys would ask him, you know, his comments, his feelings about it, he handled it really well. and, and uh and welcomed, you know, welcomed the asset to the team. And and they're using him, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but way back when, when Joe Montana first started playing, it happens to be the Niners. You know, that's uh, Coach Walsh used Joe, you know, like on third downs and red zone type of situations when he first was breaking him in. And uh, so there's a little little something there. But, uh, you know, I think Jimmy's handled it really well. He's playing good football and, and put him in position to win three games right out of the shoots.
0: I'm going to bet you didn't tune into this show expecting to hear – Trey Lance compared to Joe Montana from Pete Carroll's mouth. But there we are on Monday night football this week, LeBron James said that the Seahawks offered him a contract in 2011. That of course was the lockout season. And I think any Seahawks fans remembered vividly that uh, they actually had a Jersey made up for LeBron in an attempt to try and court him a little bit, but Here's what Coach Carroll had to say about what kind of NFL football player he thought LeBron might become.
1: I don't know what he couldn't do. I don't, you know, I mean, he's, a, he's an all-time athlete, you know, and, and competitor and all that. It's not the same game. It doesn't mean it just necessarily carries over, of course. But, you know, it would have been fun to try and find
0: out. I know that. And finally, from Pete, he had the opportunity to react to the news that Richard Sherman had signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I didn't
1: talk to Richard, um, but we we've been in contact, you know, kind of in, in a way for some time. You know, when we always were watching Richard and, and uh, had the thought in mind that maybe there was a possibility somewhere down the road. I talked to him seriously about that earlier uh, prior to camp, you know, and so. Um, but I'm um, wishing the best. I'm glad he's get a chance to get back, and and uh, you know, hope for the very best for him.
0: And with everybody having moved on except for linebacker Bobby Wagner in that Legion of Boom era of the defense, here was his reaction to the Sherman signing.
2: Yeah, I thought, you know, until kind of all this stuff happened, I thought he was, you know, on his way here. And then everything kind of happened, which kind of um, slowed the process back down. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think he made the the best decision for himself. Um, I'm excited that he's back. I think the the game of football needs Richard Sherman. Um, because of just what he brings, his mind, um, what he will and will not say. And so uh, I look forward to uh, his podcast. He better have me on his podcast or else uh, I still know where you live. And, uh, you know, it'll be fun.
0: Bobby also talked at length about the fallout from the Vikings' performance. Let's start with his response to Trey Flowers and DJ Reed's postgame comments about scheme confusion. Bobby pointed out that there may have been some important context left out regarding that particular play that they were talking about.
2: When you look at Trey's and uh, DJ Reed's comments after the game, I think that is um, also the media as well. You know, you got to be conscious of that because we take a snapshot of what they said and turn it into kind of everything. I think on um, either Trey's or DJ Reed's, you guys specifically asked him about a screenplay. And, you know, sometimes they get you on a screenplay from a um, scheme's perspective. That's That happens throughout the whole game. And so you can't take that one bit and apply it to the whole game. And I think, you know, obviously it's your guys' job to try to figure out what's going on. So I don't fault you guys for that. But I think it's important to put out the whole um, clip and what was asked. Um, but that being said, obviously, when stuff is not going – your way, you have frustrations and sometimes it shows. This is a very, uh, a game that's played with passion. And so when stuff doesn't go right, then the passion comes out, but that doesn't um, stay away from anything. I've been here for 10 years and you guys have seen who I've played with for a long time. I'm pretty sure you guys seen Sherm, Mike B, myself, um, Cam, all these guys have emotions at some point during the game. It's just the process of trying to be great. You want to be good every single play you step out there. And so when there's something that happens that doesn't go your way, you know, I would think it's, it's wrong for you not to be upset about it. So guys expressing their frustrations or having frustrations, um, I think that's a part of the game. I think it's a part of um, the beauty of wanting to be great uh, but we gotta be better. I think that's simple as that. We have to be better. We have to uh communicate better. Um, we know this. Um I'm you know, obviously there's there's things every year that um get us in the beginning of the season and we figure out a way to stop it. I think a year or two years ago, uh they were running a lot of fly plays and they were getting outside on edge because our um, you know, the way we have it, we have our the end men on line of scrimmage sit very tight to the, the line of scrimmage. So the teams were seeing that. And we're running around screenplays, And once we got a hold of that, um, you know, they stopped it. But, uh, you know, this is something that we have to get a hold on. When you put stuff on film, this is a copycat league. And so they're going to every team, if they don't have that play that you messed up on, they'll put that play in. And so it's on us to make sure that we see it better, see it faster, which I think if you watch the game, we, we read it a lot better in the second half. And we just have to make sure that we that's consistent.
0: Very cool to hear the amount of depth that Bobby went into for that answer. And now we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to hear Bobby's thoughts on the emotions surrounding practice this week, as well as hearing from Ken Norton Jr. after that brutal defensive performance on Sunday. That's up next. Getting back to Bobby Wagner and his press conference. Here's what our Seahawks linebacker had to say about the vibe at practice this week.
2: I mean, yeah, obviously the vibe's different just because, you know, we're trying to, you, it's been a long time, I think, since we've lost two in a row. And um, going into two divisional games in a potential short week, not potential, a short week after this game, um, you want to make sure you put your your best foot forward. And again, make sure that you do everything possible to make sure that you are not, you, you are not the reason or you're not in your way of success, you know, especially from a defensive standpoint. So um, we'll definitely uh, treat this game like we normally treat this game, um, but we need to have more focus than we've had. We need to make sure that we locked in and make sure we're ready for a battle because this team is coming off a loss as well. So, you know, you've got two hungry teams that want to win. Um, we're going into their, their home. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have confidence that we'll come out victorious.
0: And looking ahead to the game against San Francisco, Wagner expressed concerns about the 49ers' ability in the screen game and considering what they've shown on tape these last couple weeks, the expectation that the 49ers could go screen heavy against the Seahawks defense. You watch the way
2: we play screens the last few games. If you had them, I definitely feel like they're going to go up on your play call. So um, it's something that I felt we did a better job in the second half of the Vikings game playing. But until we knit that in the butt, um, they're going to get very creative with this, the screens, especially this team. This team has fullback screens, running back screens, tight end screens. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. if they, they brought the, the young guy back there into the QB screen. So we will see screens this game, and we'll be ready for them.
0: And while we're on the topic of defensive struggles, we got a chance to hear from Ken Norton Jr. about Jamal Adams still searching for his first sack of the season.
3: As soon as Jamal steps on the field, everybody's pointing at him. Uh, he's been blitzing. He's been around the ball. Uh, but it's, you can't get that many sacks every year at that position and not not have the entire offense know where you are. Anytime you go to playing a team, you have a player of his caliber. Uh, they're always wanting to know where he is. And it kind of sets the tone, sets the... Blocking schemes sets the pass uh blocking, and uh,
0: he's the type of guy that you want to know where he is every play. Coach Norton also had some praise for Robert Kimdchi, who has recently signed off the practice squad and is officially a member of the fifty three man roster now.
3: Really good to have him out. Uh, you know you we've watched him early in his career come out as a high draft choice. Now the fact that we had a chance to to have him on our team to see who he is and how important football is to him. I think the more he's around us. The more we really understand uh, how passionate he is, how much he loves the game, how much he really wants to be good, he really cares. And it's, it's really important to him to, uh, to be a part of this team and to uh, be an uh, impact player.
0: And early on in the press conference, Ken Norton Jr., he was asked about the Seahawks' defensive performance against Minnesota. And this is all the reporters were able to get out of him.
3: Well, um, you, you watched the game. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't our best performance. I think that we're continuing to grow We continue to compete and try,
0: trying to continue to play play better together. You know what? I don't blame him for the short answer either. I'm trying to forget about that performance, too. So let's move on. Closing out with one notable comment from DK Metcalf's interview. Here was his response when asked whether or not the Vikings defensive adjustments were responsible for the Seahawks offensive issues in the second half of last week's game.
3: Uh, no, sir. I mean, we just had to have to execute on our part, uh, you know, n- not pointing fingers at the defense because, you know, they're giving us the same looks uh, that we've seen on film and that we've seen at practice. So it's just a matter of us executing our game plan.
0: Short answer, but it actually leads into a discussion we're going to be having on the What If preview show with Clinton and Phil a little bit later this week. Actually should come out on Friday. Going to have a couple shows coming at you. we got a preview show with Rob Stats Guerrera of Niners Nation we got the What If Preview show coming up on Friday with Phil and Clinton. And yes, we are going to be talking about the second half offensive struggle and where the blame may lie in that. So if you want more on that, be sure and tune in to that episode right here on Field Goals. And we've got a slew of injury and roster news on Wednesday. Let's start with the players who did not practice Wednesday. Brandon Shell sat out, but he is going to have a chance to get back and play this week, according to Carroll. While on the other hand, Rashad Penny did not practice, and he will not play against the 49ers this weekend. Benson Mayoa was back on Wednesday, and D. Eskridge will return on Thursday. And another good news for the secondary: Marquise Blair is also looking good to play against the Niners. A couple of players activated off of injured reserve: tight end Colby Parkinson and offensive lineman Cedric Abwehi. I know I've been looking for Abwehi, considering the depth of backups that they've had to go to at right tackle. Where's Abwehi? Well, he is coming back off of IR this week. While there's another area where we could use some depth with Nigel Warrior and Trey Brown, those defensive backs are not yet ready to return, per head coach Pete Carroll. Finally, Gerald Everett was sent to the COVID list on Wednesday. He'll have a chance to get back with two negative tests ahead of the game on Sunday. Finally, a couple more roster items. Jake Luton was cut off of the 53-man roster, but he was signed back to the practice squad. Another familiar name coming back to the practice squad, wide receiver Philip Dorsett, who he was down in Jacksonville, got cut from the team ahead of the season. Now he is back in Seattle. So maybe some wide receiver depth, not the Josh Gordon signing that I think a lot of people wanted to see, but there you go. Philip Dorsett and also Ryan Izzo, no relation to Larry Izzo, was signed to the practice squad as well. That's going to do it for this show. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore con C-O-N-N. A lot to check out up at FieldGoals.com. A lot of reaction to the Richard Sherman news signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if you want to go check that out, if you want to look at the comments, see what the other Seahawks fans are saying. About that move and the Seahawks not able to pull that off, considering the struggles that they're having at corner. Check that out, fieldgoals.com. I will be back, like I said, a couple more episodes previewing the matchup with the 49ers this weekend. So stay tuned for that. And until then, go Hawks.